The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Aldis Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sparks, and today we are continuing with our digital transformation series with a focus on ServiceNow. Um, today we are very lucky to host Chris Nepper, uh, who currently holds the position of VP of Alliances at Wipro. Chris recently joined Wipro as VP and Global Head of Wipro Strategic Partnerships with ServiceNow. Chris joined Wipro from ServiceNow, the company, where he launched and led ServiceNow's global strategic partnership with Microsoft for two years. Prior to that, Chris was at DXC for over 10 years, where he led DXC's global strategic partnerships with Microsoft, um, a $2 billion business. I'm super excited about this conversation. I think it's one of our first where we've spoken to someone that has built their career through strategic and alliance partnerships. Um, And looking forward to Chris giving us an insight into his career ServiceNow, uh, why it's the platform for choice of enterprise, and uh, his views on what creates amazing alliance partnerships. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. I'm super excited to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Me too. Me too. So Chris, people have heard of Wipro, but I'd love for you to give us your views on Wipro and and maybe give us an introduction to the company for those that maybe haven't got the, the insider information that you might have. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So Wipro is a leading global information technology consulting and business process services company. We harness the power of cognitive computing, hyper automation, robotics, cloud analytics, and emerging technologies really to help our clients adapt to, to the digital world and make them successful. We're a company that's recognized globally for our comprehensive portfolio of services, our strong commitment to sustainability, and good corporate citizenship with over 200,000 dedicated employees uh, serving employees across six continents. And together we discover ideas and connect the dots to build the better and bold new future for our customers. We've recently relaunched a a new identity and along with that, we have also re-articulated what we call the spirit of Wipro, which are our core values, which are to be passionate about our clients' success to treat each person with respect, to be global and responsible and unyielding integrity in everything we do. So those values really drive us in terms of our day-to-day behavior and how we uh, operate as a company. Uh, Wipro is a longstanding ServiceNow partner. We are an elite partner of ServiceNow. We have over a thousand certified professionals with over 3000 certifications. And our solutions for ServiceNow integrate the ServiceNow workflows with collaboration platforms like Microsoft Teams to provide a modern and simple user experience by optimizing workflows for IT, HR, facilities, and other departments, you can save employees time and frustration and improve collaboration, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Amazing. And, and as we are a staffing company as well, we, we have a lot of conversations with candidates around why should I work for that partner? So it's really cool to here you're sticking to those values and and that will be the difference maker with you guys. Current role and responsibilities, break that down for us. 
So I'm the, uh, the Vice President and Global Head of our ServiceNow Partnership. And in this role, I've got responsibility for leading our global partnership and growing the joint business between Wipro and ServiceNow. I've been in this role for three months, and I joined Wipro from ServiceNow, where I launched and led their global partnership with Microsoft. And when I think about what drives me in my role, I get excited about the, the fact that ServiceNow workflows really are the roadmap for modern services that turn rapid change into lasting opportunity. But combining the ServiceNow platform with Wipro's deep domain expertise and extensive experience and in innovation leads really to the best-in-class transformation experience. Wipro's solutions for ServiceNow enable our customers to deliver the right digital experience for their employees from anywhere, whether they're in the office, on the go, or working remotely from home. Our ServiceNow solutions really promote employee engagement so employees get a sense of belonging and feeling engaged in their everyday work, driving increased employee happiness and engagement with increased satisfaction and quality of work. So, so obviously, look, you've built a, a, an amazing career, which we'll come on to in a, in a bit regarding alliances and partnerships. They, they, they're, they're words that we see you know, a lot in the marketplace at the moment. And I'd love your viewpoint of, of why you feel they're so critical to organizations and the success of organizations specifically. Absolutely. So happy to address that. One of my favorite topics. And really, I view alliances and partnerships really around the theme of a better together story, really coming together to weave that better together story for our customers to drive their success. So systems integrators like, like Webro and build strategic alliances with vendors like ServiceNow that offer unique platforms on which the SI can build their differentiated offerings that drive specific business outcomes for our customers. As an example, uh, Wipro has built an offering for manufacturing sector uh, utilizing the ServiceNow customer workflows. It's uh, an offering that we call FieldX it's a ServiceNow-based end-to-end predict to resolve to invoice digital service lifecycle automation solution, which offers you know, offering that elevates the after-sales customer service to the next level with AI, augmented reality, and IoT offerings. That's just one example of how Wipro is bringing to market an offering for the manufacturing sector built on the ServiceNow platform. When you think about this, the integration, integrating our FieldX solution with augmented reality solutions from other partners, you can then provide a field technicians with access to SMEs who can then use augmented reality to guide the field techs in their servicing of machines and equipment in the field. So that really shows how a company like Wipro can bring together solutions from ServiceNow and other providers into an integrated offering to give our customers a best-in-class solution to really address this unique problem around after-sales support. So that's one example, but uh, yeah, it's all about that better together story. So let's go back in time a bit. I, I love this question because everyone has a different story. How were you first introduced to ServiceNow? So while I was at DXC leading the global Microsoft strategic partnership, I did that from 2007 to 2020, I drove you know, significant growth for our global business with Microsoft, especially around workplace services, reaching several billion dollars in annual revenue from the by the time I left uh, DXC. And I noticed that every deal that we drove together with Microsoft around workplace services required a service management component. And so we standardized on the ServiceNow platform. 
and in particular, we standardized around ITSM. Uh, we broadened our scope to include Azure Managed Services, and then leveraged ITOM and ITAM solutions in our delivery. So really, we saw this land and expand motion where we landed with workplace services with the ITSM solution to provide that service management component. And then after we landed, we then expanded to include IT operations management, IT asset management, and then expanded to include employee and customer workflows. So really it's a classic sales motion, really that land and expand. But what I saw was the stickiness of the platform. ServiceNow is a very sticky platform. Once you land, tremendous value it provides. Customers are just really, you know, find that value very compelling. I want to see that value in other areas like operations management, asset management, business management, as well as employing customer workflows. So mentorship is a really big part of this podcast. And we believe that by telling stories, you, know, you do you by default offer mentorship. But if you had to pick two kind of career moves that were really pivotal that you look back on now as pivotal to your success, well, which ones would you choose? Yeah, so while the first one that really stands out for me is while I was at DXE, which at the time was uh, CSE, Computer Sciences Corporation, I was a partner in our federal consulting group. And I launched the cloud practice for the US federal business. And in that role, I had responsibility for our Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Salesforce, and ServiceNow cloud practices. Launched that across US federal. And at that time, as that business grew, what we noticed was increased success, specifically on the Microsoft cloud, coupled with the ServiceNow capability that I just talked about a moment ago. And at that point, the CSC uh, CEO, Mike Laurie, noticed my success within the US federal. And he asked me to consider moving into a global role to continue that success really on a global capacity. And that was really my, my first sort of big significant career move that took me from a federal focus around Washington, DC, really to a global focus. And that was an exciting time for the partnership. We grew the business 10X in about five years. And I really do um, want to thank the CSCCO at the time for giving me that, that opportunity. And uh, my mentor at the time was the CSC CTO, Dan Hushin, who was the, the global CTO at the time. And he took me under his wings, mentored me in that as I grew into that global capacity, global role. And, and their leadership really inspired me as we grew that, that business really 10X in five years. So that was sort of my first big career move that uh, was pivotal uh, to me growing from a federal focus to a global focus. And the second one, which I would point out was really the move to ServiceNow in early 2020, just before the pandemic. I joined ServiceNow to, to lead their global Microsoft, to launch and then lead their global Microsoft partnership. And that really gave me exposure to the entire ServiceNow ecosystem, including the local sales team, the global sales team, the partner team, but also their partner ecosystem. And that's how I then got introduced to the uh, the opportunity here at, uh, at Wipro. And in that role, I developed strong relationships across ServiceNow, both in the sales side, as well as the alliance side, the country leadership, and uh, was really excited to, uh, to see the potential of the ServiceNow platform. And then when this opportunity at, at Wipro opened up, it really was a combination of those two moves. The, the global role I had at CSC and DXC at the time, coupled with my experience at ServiceNow leading that global Microsoft partnership. So I was delighted to join Wipro and continue that experience. And obviously ServiceNow is the platform of choice for enterprise at the moment. I'd like to zoom out a little bit, if, you, if we may, and talk more sort of a macro level about digital transformation 
um, what, what are some of the trends that you're seeing and feeling and, and maybe even some of the pain points that your customers are trying to face at the moment? Absolutely. So in every uh, conversation I have uh, with customers, the number one driver I'm hearing emerging over the last few years really has been user experience or UX. And a lot of that's really been driven by the pandemic. The pandemic has really spurred this rapid shift to remote and hybrid working with more employees working from home. Many organizations, many CIOs have that I've spoken to have really viewed the critical importance of providing their employees with this exceptional employee experience. Employees are really seeking that same consumer-like experience in their work environment, whether it's at work or, or remotely, as they enjoy in their personal lives. And this spans the way they interact with IT in terms of things like IT workflows or HR in terms of things like employee workflow. When there are pain points in the existing workflow process, it's really important to meet employees where they are and avoid adding fuel to the fire. And you can extend that also to an organization's customers, uh, driving the need for really a compelling customer experience. I've seen this referred to as total experience or TX, which really combines user experience employee and customer experience under one umbrella of total experience. You know, one example that I like to use when I speak with CIOs is the uh, the rise of virtual agents, which provide users with that interactive support without requiring employees to call or send emails or visit in person. One good example, of course, is the ServiceNow virtual agents, a great example of the interactive capability that's now being made available uh, to employees to allow them to address their needs for IT services or HR and as well as to customers. And these virtual agents really are powered by natural language understanding and they can simulate an in-person service desk experience from anywhere. And the results is really a simplified workflow where employees can self-serve for the most common issues and questions. You know, you think about the also the recent advances that ServiceNow has announced in terms of their integration with Microsoft Teams. And now employees can access that virtual agent from within Microsoft Teams and automatically resolve their most common IT requests or HR tasks directly within Microsoft Teams by interacting with that virtual agent. They can quickly receive answers to frequently asked questions, seamlessly access a live agent for more complex issues. And we just saw us now release their employee center which integrates uh, directly into Microsoft Teams and offers that streamlined employee experience in the hybrid work environment. Uh, the Employee Center is available as a collaborative app that can be embedded directly into Teams. And there are new class of Teams app that surface in rich ways across chat, channels, and meetings. And it provides employees that single unified portal to find information, get help across departments, including IT, HR, facilities, procurement, legal, and request the services they need. And so through the Teams app, employees get access to the portal, access the portal directly in the flow of their work. Microsoft Teams has exploded. I believe it's now over 250 million daily active users of Microsoft Teams. So embedding ServiceNow workflows right within Teams just makes sense. And accessing that has become second nature to most employees in the virtual environment to connect and collaborate. So rather than having employees go elsewhere for IT and HR support, going to multiple different applications, why not bring the support to them right within Microsoft Teams? And so at Wipro, what we've done is we've integrated that's those ServiceNow workflows with a familiar Microsoft Teams, which smooth the employee experience 
and take collaboration conversations really to the next level. When businesses commit to improving the employee experience through simplified workflows, they often see an increase in net promoter score and customer satisfaction score. The results from ServiceNow of Virtual Asia and Microsoft Teams customers show a shift in employee satisfaction and business efficiency. So that's just one you asked for the macro trend. Really, it's around user experience. And I did a little bit of a deep dive there around the virtual agent capability as an example. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. So when we look at ServiceNow specifically, why is that the platform of choice for enterprise at the moment? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. It's a single cloud-based platform. It's a single data model, a single architecture, which provides world-class platform. ServiceNow likes to call it the platform of platforms, which provides that world-class workflow platform across IT workflows, employee workflows, customer workflows, and creator workflows. And the success is is really evident in the financial results. ServiceNow has a 98% renewal rate, which is just outstanding for a a cloud company with subscriber growth growing about 33% year over year, which is just incredible. They are a leader, according to Gartner and Forrester, uh, when it comes to IT workflows, customer workflows, employee workflows, and creator workflows. You see the evidence there for their success in the marketplace their growth, and their this single cloud-based platform, which really enables customers to get to value very quickly. Time to value is key in a lot of the customer conversations we're having, and ServiceNow really provides that platform to now enable customers to achieve that rapid time to value and start to see a return on that investment. And which areas of the platform are exciting? Well, for me, as I mentioned a moment ago, the integration with Microsoft Teams is really exciting. See, giving employees the ability to access those uh, IT and HR uh, workflows and submit those service requests, get status and service requests all within Microsoft Teams without ever having to, to leave Microsoft Teams. That's very exciting. And really, we see the platform evolving to a system of action or a system of engagement. And that's really the, the, the direction the platform has evolved. And then beyond that, to encompass not only IT workflows, but also employee, customer, and creator workflows. So the platform is in place. I really believe the next step is to drive industry-specific solutions, which drive specific business outcomes. A good example is FSO or financial services operations for the FSI uh, industry, which really enables a lot of the common workflows across the financial services back office through a single solution built on the ServiceNow platform. That's a great example of an industry-specific solution, which really does remove a lot of the complexity around these back-end financial services operations workflows. And can you share any sort of previous or current business cases that that maybe support that project you've been involved with? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been working uh, closely uh, with the customer service workflow team at ServiceNow. We're engaged in approximately 20 conversations right now with various accounts around new customer service workflow opportunities. And really, the, the business case is very simple. For every dollar that organizations spend on customer engagement, they spend a lot more money 
on the work that flows from customer service through the enterprise to resolve customer issues. So Whipper and ServiceNow really working together to deliver solutions that empower companies to automate customer requests across the middle and the back office teams on a single platform. We connect agents and customers directly to the teams that resolve their issues, driving case volume and cost out of the organization. And you know, on this platform, we can also proactively predict customers' product and service issues to prevent downtime. Wipro and ServiceNow working together around these customer service workflows really provide everyone, internal users and customers, complete visibility into the status of the entire customer service experience. And as you mentioned earlier on, a lot of your connections are at the C-suite. If you had to pick a couple of key learns from your past, what would be some of the advice you would give to a C-suite professional kind of embarking on digital transformation change in their business? Yeah, what we've seen is that the key approach really around digital transformation is really to embrace Agile. And this is nothing new. Agile's been around for a while, but applying it specifically to digital transformation is, is key to, roll, to provide the ability to roll out new capability on a regular basis and really avoiding big bang digital transformation, which can be very disruptive and uh, unpredictable. And uh, so right now, the, the one key approach, the one key learning is to embrace that Agile development methodology. You know, the second one I would just point out is a lot of the CIOs I speak with right now, it used to be two, three years ago, organizations would have a separate line item in their budget for digital transformation. That's changed. Now organizations are expected to embed digital transformation into their budgets and achieve the digital transformation within their operating budget. So there's no longer a separate budget for digital transformation. Now it's assumed to be a part of their operating budget. So all organizations are embracing digital transformation just as BAU, it's business as usual. It's how they go about driving the business forward is to embrace that digital transformation as part of their normal way of doing business. And um, obviously looking at sort of alliance partnerships coming back to there, what would be your key advice to businesses or people who are in either leadership alliance roles or, or are looking to inc you know, increase their alliance partnerships? But what would be some of your key advice? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite, you know, areas for discussion is really what does it take to build and maintain that strong alliance partnership? You know, I would start with, you know, number one is having an executive stakeholder on either side of the road, both sides of the relationship that really is there and cares about the partnership. You need that executive stakeholder, that senior executive who's going to raise their hand and own that partnership. And then establishing that regular cadence between those senior stakeholders and the governance around the partnership. So that whether it's quarterly or semi-annually, you really do need that regular touch point, that business review, so that the executive stakeholders, executive sponsors, along with key stakeholders come together on a regular basis, again, quarterly or semi-annually, review the achievement of the um, of the partnership against the objectives that were set out and then really understanding what those key metrics are that are driving the partnership what i've found is to be a really good lesson learned is for each partner to understand the key metrics are driving the other partner so for example understand whether the key metric is with service now the key metric is net new acv right so as you're engaging in a, in a conversation around a, an account, understanding how that specific sales motion initiative is going to be driving you know, customer success on the platform 
and driving net new ACV on their various workflow and their licensing models, but understanding those metrics. What are the key metrics driving the partner and having making sure that each side has some level of ownership to the key metrics that are driving each other. So the shared ownership around that, those joint business objectives. One way I've done it that's worked for me is to build a shared dashboard. Usually I do that on a single PowerPoint slide, but you have a shared dashboard on a single PowerPoint slide that captures the key metrics and then track them against your objectives. What are the objectives you're hitting, you know, you're trying to, to hit together? What's your status? And be able to view that and report on it on a quarterly basis and really understand your progress, what are your successes, celebrate your successes, what are your blockers, what are your opportunities for improvement, and in and where are you going to invest really to drive more success in the partnership. That's an, that's an amazing, probably really good way to, to have the conversation be collaborative, to have that visual there. I think that's a really, that's a really cool idea. I've actually not, not heard that one before. But as we come to a close, you know, what's your kind of view on service now? What, what's next for the platform if you were to get your crystal ball out and, and sort of give us your views on the future? Yeah, no, I, I, what we're seeing is there's increased demand for industry-specific solutions. I think the platform, we think of it as the platform of platforms. The platform is well-established, it's growing uh, leader in every analyst um, report. And really the next step is to take this platform of platforms and build industry-specific solutions that drive specific business outcomes. And that's really the next step. And I think that's where partners like Wipro are really key to ServiceNow's success going forward is partners like Wipro can bring industry-specific solutions using our industry-specific domain expertise, building those solutions on the ServiceNow platform for a joint win-win-win, a win for ServiceNow, a win for Wipro, and a, more importantly, our, a win for our joint customers. A good example would be, in, as I mentioned earlier, we, we built the FieldX solution for the manufacturing sector. You'll see us come out with additional solutions for financial services, for healthcare, for retail, for telecom, we're very focused on driving success by building out specific industry solutions that really help our customers drive specific business outcomes. This has been a fantastic conversation. You've given us a really good insight into Alliance partnerships, but also the, the platform as a, as a whole. As we come to a close, if you had to go back and do it all again and have a conversation with a younger Chris, what would be some of the key advice you'd give to yourself? I came up through the engineering ranks. I graduated from, from Stanford with a degree in electrical engineering, computer science, I joined Apple back when it was called Apple Computer, and was there for about 10 years as a programmer. Then I moved into, into management and by the time I left Apple, I was at led software engineering. But I was I would say the best advice I would give myself is get close to the customer, whether it's meetings, emails, other interactions. You know, I, I think back to when I was at at Apple in my early days, just out of college, I had an opportunity to um, work up at Lucas Arts up in Marin County back when they were shooting um, you know, the Star Wars uh, films. And uh, work with them on uh, specifically. I worked with them on the some innovations on the that were needed to shoot the uh, the Rocketeer movie. I don't know if you remember the Rocketeer movie. I may be dating myself a little bit there, but uh, that was really exciting. But that that really got me excited about getting really close to the customer. And in throughout my career, uh, I have taken advantage of every opportunity to get close to the customer, work directly with the customer, solve customer problems, uh, whether it's meetings, emails, other interactions. 
and to really not shy away from customer interactions, really be driven and passionate around customer success. So that would be my my advice to my younger self, thinking back on that uh, couple of months that I had up at working with the LucasArts team when they were shooting Rocketeer. That was so exciting, but I was really solving specific business problems for them to help them shoot that film. So that was really fun, but that's that's one example. But over my career, every time I've gotten close to the customer, whether it's through demos or conversations or brainstorming or ideation, I have benefited from it. And But I would say, yeah, be passionate about customer success. Chris, thank you very much. I think it's a great place to leave it. And I was, I was hoping the podcast would be the, the most famous you've ever been. I didn't realize there was a movie set that we were contending with. So thank you very much for your time. This has been great. Absolutely, Ben. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you for uh, inviting me to be on your show. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.